welcome to Riding Pine, episode one of our sports podcast we are starting. I am one of the co-hosts, Brendan Wright, alongside with Ben Schrader. And this is our first episode that we will be recording and uploading. And we'll get into my show notes. Alright. So today we got a full slate of things with our talk about I got some NFL free agency I want to talk about, some college hockey, NHL, basketball, NCAA tournament we got coming up at the end of this week. And our brackets that we're going to be doing for those tournaments, I think we're going to be talking about a little bit at the end in our ga- uh, gambling. Our sp- uh, picks we're going to be mo- mo- doing mostly first. Mostly me. <laughs> I, I'm, the, I'm the gambler of the group. I'm slowly converting them. Uh, yeah. Our little bit of our picks we're going to be doing for the whole gambling side of things. Also, we are we are recording this on St. Patty's Day, so um, ho- hope we all had a great St. Patty's Day by the time this releases. <laughs> Drink, drink, a lot, drink a lot. Drink responsibly. Sure. Maybe, maybe smoke a little grass. That's green, right? Anyways, um, let's get right into it. Starting with uh, NFL free agency. So, being from you know, how about the, them Patriots? Oh, you want to go right straight into the Patriots first? Oh, oh well, you have. Well, okay, we're going straight into the Patriots, I guess. Okay, okay, fine. We'll save the best for last. We'll save the best for last. No, no, no. It's too late for that now. Fine. The Patriots have been making a lot of moves. Like they are literally signing everybody that they possibly can to get a complete roster. Especially having Cam Newton at quarterback now. Yeah. Again, I don't know what I said now. Again, so I'm uh, eerie about that pick decision. So with him last year, I mean the first couple of games, at least last year, he was awesome. He did really good the first couple of games. Then got COVID and then sucked. And then sucked. COVID killed Cam Newton's career. Pretty much, even though his career was kind of a little bit dead before that. But um, I guess people say people have been saying that Bill Belichick really likes him, which yeah. is literally the only reason I can imagine why he's still there after the season he had last year, and the fact that like they don't have a quarterback. My biggest problem, I think, with Cam Newton, and this may not be true, but I always think of it as I think he has. He's focused too much on like the glam, glitz and glam of being an NFL quarterback, and not too much focused on his actual play as an NFL quarterback. Like, I think he was a stud in Auburn when he won the Heisman, and then had a great rookie season in the pros for Carolina. But I think he kind of just was like, "Oh, I'm so talented! Like, I'm the next guy! Like, I'm the next Tom Brady," and is not like. Tom Brady, the reason Tom Brady's the best is because Tom Brady literally works his ass off day in and out. Yeah. And I don't think Cam Newton does. I think maybe, maybe another new year in New England will change that, especially being under Bill Belichick, who mm. is yeah. probably the greatest NFL coach of all time. Although Tom Brady kind of proved he didn't need Bill um, We'll see after but, this. But, we'll see yeah, after we'll this see. season. Uh, the Patriots signed Hunter Henry from uh, – uh, fucking L.A. Chargers. Nice. I almost, I almost said San Diego. Too. Yeah, I know. I, that's, I, that's why I stopped for a second. I was going to say San Diego, but the L.A. Chargers, which I think is a pretty good signing considering they did not, they haven't had a tight end since Gronkowski. Yeah. I think that's what they're looking for. Because yeah. I think, honestly, <coughs> tight ends have been kind of like a non-important position up until I want to say late, late 2010s. With um, Gronkowski... Travis Kelsey. I think the tight end is the new. Maybe Tony like, Gonzalez. Tony Gun, uh, Antonio Gates. Um, yeah. Tony Gonzalez. Those have um, been great tight ends. But yeah, I think now you're starting to see like teams actually develop the tight end position because if you have a good dual threat tight end, you can run the ball and you can you can throw the ball because you got a good blocker and hopefully a guy that can catch the ball. And the thing is, also a lot of tight ends can move like wide receivers like they're big but they're fast yeah see that's that's um and they open up the middle of the field too when it comes to passing yeah the linebackers those, is those slant passes yeah because mm-hmm. you got if you got a good tight end most linebackers cannot cover them oh yeah but besides hunter henry where i think so far has been a pretty the biggest signing because they they went out and like just paid which is something new england never does mm-hmm. Is they picked up the linebacker from Baltimore in um, Matthew Judon? Judon? 
Did I say that? Yeah, I think that's it. We're not, we're not pronouncing names <laughs> right at all on this podcast. I don't expect Matthew Judon, worse. the linebacker, for $65 million over four years and 32 guaranteed. So New England's linebacking core, at least recently, has been weak because yeah. they haven't had Hightower. Because yeah. Hightower used to be the entire defensive core. Yeah. And since he's not really around too much anymore, yeah. um, <laughs> they went out and paid for another linebacker. My, oh. my favorite signing, and this this has nothing to do with Steelers, but Nelson Aguilar, who recently <laughs> played uh, with Vegas. He played, he played he was in Vegas. Vegas. But my favorite thing and what I rem- remember most about Nelson Aguilar is, the <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the video of the guy who like, I, I'm ca- I'm out here catching babies out of fiery building. <laughs> I'm like Nelson Aguilar. Oh yeah, the dude good that old, drops good old every Philly Eagles fan throwing shade at his wide rec- former wide receiver. So ho- hopefully that isn't the Nelson Aguilar that the Patriots see. Hopefully he actually. I feel like the Patriots definitely get the best out of any player that comes there. That's fair. so. I agree. I'm hoping that changes with Aguilar. And then also Cam Newton, that they can get more out of him. They also did a decent amount of work on the defensive line, too. Which is important, because if you... The the recent NFL has been working towards if you don't have good pass rushers, like, you don't need to have, like, an Aaron Donald. Yes, it helps if you have an Aaron Donald, but if you have guys that can put pressure on to where you can only rush three or four and have people dropping back in coverage you you are going to be pretty good defense like you're going to be hard to beat on defense if you can do that yeah so you want to go what are we going to next yeah there's not really too much to talk about after those signings with new england but detroit Detroit, yeah baby hometown i also do just want to start off by talking about is it is it too late but can i talk about stafford for a little bit no, I think we need to discuss that. It's been a, it's been a while, but now we're starting to no. look towards next season and figure out how this is actually gonna, how this deal is actually going to work out for both these teams. Yeah, I honestly, as it looks at least right now, it looks like that LA definitely got a better end of the deal with Stafford and getting rid of um, Goff. Yeah, but I mean Stafford. It's like, I want to see him do good, but I'm also not going to be surprised if he's not, you know, the quarterback everyone says he is. Okay, so I, again, Matt Stafford, Georgia alum. I'm a big Georgia Bulldogs fan. Um, I think he was a good quarterback. I think Detroit kind of ruined his career. I think he kind of got kind of too loyal to Detroit and wasn't, he just wasn't happy here. So... You, you could even tell if you follow him on Instagram or anything like that or just seeing posts, him and his wife, like they seem so much more happier after that trade that hopefully like it'll be better for his career. Hopefully he can end his career. I don't know. I'm, I'm putting money on the Rams because I, I will say the Rams, I think, won this deal short term because they're committing to Stafford and they have a dominant defense. They just brought in Stafford who is puts up great numbers. I don't know if they'll still put up those numbers. They have good wide receivers they have um cam Akers as running back great young running back i think the rams are this is their year this is the year that they're i I don't want to say super bowl or bust but it kind of is super bowl or bust they're building this team like they want to be like tampa bay they they, they they, need to win now yes but honestly i don't i think that because i'm someone who plays the long game and mm-hmm. I think definitely believe that Detroit got the better end of the stick when it comes to just the overall deal. Because they got the, I guess, they dumped Stafford, but they ended up picking up Goff's contract. But they got two first rounds and a third. Yeah, they, they, two first rounds and two third rounds, right? Now, the only problem I have with that is Lions have been an- synonymous. That's that's the word I'm looking for. Not an English guy either. Um, synonymous with uh picking bad people in the draft or having bad luck with draft picks. So hopefully having two first rounders, hopefully the Lions GM doesn't screw this up too much. But yeah, I definitely think as of right now, the Lions long-term have at least, because it's always hard to say with draft picks, like they could be complete busts. But 
release the potential to draft two first rounders, I think long term is way better. It's not even the potential; it's the potential to draft first, uh, two first round draft picks. They can have that, but you can also trade up in the draft too. Yes, yes. And draft capital to me is the most important thing. Yeah, and it's one of those things of where I think the Lions have been in a rebuild. They're basically their entire existence. That anyone that's kidding or says otherwise is kidding themselves. Lions have not been a successful franchise in the slightest. I think playing the long game is kind of risky for Lions fans, though, because I think Lions fans want it now. So, but Detroit's never going to go out and spend like New England just did and be like, oh, hey, this is what we're going to... This is the first big... Yeah, but no one thought New England was going to go do that either. Yeah, (laughs) well... I think this is the first year where the Lions are actually like, no, hey, like we want to build a winning franchise. Like, it, this is the biggest trade I've seen in a long time that the Lions have made, where they're not, I would say, trading down, where they're not just giving away their good players and yeah. getting nothing. In like, this is probably the best deal in the NFL, like in the NFL in a while. We're just because, just for just like the, or just in general for Lions, like it's, the best. It's, it's kind of a highway route. As our friend Ketchel put it, that they they are robbing them. Yeah, with but I mean, getting Goff. Yeah, I don't think Goff is that great of a QB. I think maybe a new scenery. scenery. Yeah, different we'll scenery. Will. But, so, but Jamal yeah. Williams, I think, will be an interesting pick because Lions have not had a run game probably since Barry Sanders, to be honest. Oh well, yeah, but you Reggie Bush, I well, guess. Yeah, but you get the two running back style now you get the power back in jamal williams and then you get deandre swift who's that quick you know pass route running uh running back the thing i like about jamal williams too is you don't see this a lot in um nfl running backs anymore the ability to block too and pass protection because that i think it isn't like the main role of running back but if i think if you can't block as a running back in the nfl you kind of are going to have a short career because, like, you need to be versatile to your offense. You need to contribute both yeah. in the run and pass game as a thing. And I think he can do that. I, he's also, I'm pretty sure he's pretty good out of the backfield. I'm not saying he's great, but I'm pretty decent where he can catch the ball. So they have multiple looks, I think, with the two-back system now. Yeah. You got, you, got the, you got your power back now, and then you got DeAndre Swift as a, you know. And DeAndre Swift, I'm pretty sure, can play back. slot, too. Oh, yeah. If they definitely. Need to move for sure. Slot. So it. I mean, last year when the Lions drafted him, I think that that was their best pick yes. in the draft was getting Swift in the second round. Another Georgia guy. Um, yeah, let's hope he stays healthy, though. Yes, that, that's the biggest thing with the Lions. Lions players have not been. I, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying about Georgia running backs in general. <laughs> that is true. Todd Gurley. Um, no, but we don't want to be too hype. Nick Chubb. <laughs> we'll just go on. But Nick Chubb's had a pretty good career for the oh, most Nick, part. Injury hasn't been that big of an issue for him. No, yeah. But I think, um, again, always as Detroit Lions fan, I don't call myself a Detroit Lions fan. Um, I'm a Bears fan. Um, that's a whole nother story. We won't get into this podcast. Uh, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> Producer cut me off. Um, yeah, I did. We. So, yeah, but as, as Detroit fans, um, you don't want to get yourself too hyped for the season, but honestly, like, this is, like, maybe a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, maybe we see, like, okay, hey, maybe we might be able to make the playoffs in the next couple of years. Maybe we might be able to yeah. be a competitive team in the NFC North. And like, still draft the quarterback this year. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. I hope that they do it. They've done, they've done everything right so far. Yes. I just hope that they draft a <laughs> fucking quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and even if Okay, so even if they don't do it with their first round pick, they they need they need a quarterback for this reason because I think what what do you do if Goff goes down? I don't even know who the Lions is. It still David Blau from Purdue? I don't know. I, I don't remember. So. I don't remember who they have as backup. Yeah, so they they need a backup because I'll be honest with you, Jared Blau is fun to watch in college for Purdue. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's he's a backup. So and not even I don't even say a top tier backup either. So. They, yeah. they need to draft a quarterback for, oh, yeah, for, for sure. the future. Um, also, I guess, in other news, if anyone cares, Tampa Bay re-signed Tom Brady to another deal. Burnage man. I'm not surprised by that. Gronkowski also came back for a one-year $10 million deal. Not surprised about that. But 
before we even started recording this podcast, AJ Green signed a deal with Arizona for a one a one year deal with them. So as long as he stays healthy, Arizona they got what two. I mean, A.J. Green's kind of, you know, on a downcline, but DeAndre Hopkins is still... I, I, see, I wouldn't say A.J. Green's on a downcline. I I just think he was in a shitty situation. He was kind of like Calvin Johnson, where, like, he was balling out for years. But when he was basically forced, as a wide receiver, to carry that offense, like, that's hard on a wide receiver. So, hopefully, again, hopefully with Kyler Murray throwing the ball, hopefully that gives that offense... A double threat on the li- on the wings, yeah, for offense, and that would be pretty fun to see. Yeah. So, um, I think we'd also be remiss to not talk about uh, Drew Brees, one of yeah. the greatest of all time, retiring. Um, I remember, I remember, we were young, I think, when he came into the league, but I remember one of the first games I saw with Drew Brees. It was when they were in the playoffs. I think it was after the Bounty Gate, but um. And every time you see Drew Brees, he, he just loves the game. Like, he just loves playing. He knows how to um, get his team hyped up, get his team ready to play. And not many quarterbacks can do that nowadays. But also, to say what he's done, and what is he, only 5'6"? He, he's, he's one of the shortest quarterbacks. He's 5'11". 5'11". Okay. 5'6 five, at a quarterback, I, I don't think it's impossible him, in NFL. He's, he's short. He's, he's short. He's short. That's, yes. And I'm not a height guy either. But, um, yeah, so he had an amazing career and wish him the best in retirement. Ho- Honestly, personally, as a Drew Brees fan, I, I would love to see him be a broadcaster. I'd love to see him better than Tony Romo. I hate Tony Romo. <laughs> don't, don't even get me started on Tony Romo. We, we won't do that now. Um... Yeah, so that was that actually came to a shock to me because I knew he signed a contract-friendly deal, uh, just a couple, probably more like a month ago at this point. He signed a contract-friendly deal so the Saints could bring in more talent for him, and then just a couple days ago he announced his retirement. So that was very shocking to me. I thought he was gonna at least give it one more year, but either way, he still had a outstanding career with it. He he got a Super Bowl, and most quarterbacks don't even get Super Bowls. So good for him. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it was kind of sad to see him retire the way after the season he had. He is so close, but lose to a Tom Brady. But again, hats off to you, Drew Brees. Great career. Yeah. Well, um, it was Tom Brady's destiny to win this past year. Yeah, but it kind of sucks that he's coming back. No offense, but like he guy's done it all. I respect I respect the hustle though of wanting wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, uh. College hockey. I don't know how many college hockey fans we have out there. I know it's not as big a sport, but I'm a big college hockey nut. Um, this past week, or in this weekend, are uh, the conference tournaments. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, so um, last night was Wisconsin versus Minnesota. Great game. Both one and two seeds for the Big Ten. Minnesota... I, I think Minnesota was the better team. I think they kind of are both very They just similar. came out and dominated. They came out and dominated, but Wisconsin did their best with Cole Caulfield, who's a stud, by the way, to fight back and make make a very interesting game. Yeah. Late, which it should have only been a one-goal one game yeah. because of that empty netter at the end. But yeah, Sam, Sammy Walker looked great, like he, like he always does. That, he's going places. Um. Other new other game that was on last night was North Dakota and St. Cloud State. No, North Dakota, both games, Denver in the semis, they were down one nothing for most of the game and they came back. You just gotta love a team that, yes, is probably better, but has the resiliency to fight back from a multiple goal deficit late in the game. Like they, they poured it on late. I I forget what the final score was. I, I want to say six four. But they were down, and it was just a great game to watch. Um, St. Cloud, both teams are just like Wisconsin, Minnesota. Both teams, St. Cloud State and North Dakota, are going to be in the tournament. So that will be interesting to watch. But we got the other tournaments coming up this weekend, and then Selection Sunday to figure out who's who's in the tournament and who will eventually make the Frozen Four, which we'll talk about probably next week. Go Irish. No, 
Notre Dame's not a chance. But I, I Brennan doesn't follow college hockey. <laughs> not really. But I follow when it comes to following college hockey. I follow what Notre Dame does. I yes, don't really pay attention. Which to sa- this was a very disappointing year. Yes, it was. But COVID. Fuck Sa- it. Same as same as Michigan State, but we're, we won't talk about that. So okay, so yeah, so the final of the North Dakota game was five to three. So they got an empty net anyways, but it was down. I want to say three to one at one point, and they fought back late in the third period, which was incredible. Um, so next we got some NHL for this weekend. So we'll be releasing this on Thursday. So Friday night's game, we got. New York Rangers versus Capitals. That should be an interesting matchup. Um, Capitals have been playing good late, but to, New York's kind of struggling. And they have Artemi Panarin, and he's kind of like quietly doing his thing. Former Calder winner. Um, he, I think, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I, I'm putting my money on uh, Capitals to win that game. I don't know if I would take puck lines, uh, which would be one and a half. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be too tight. So I think it'll depend on the goalies. Um, another game would be Calgary and Toronto. Both teams are hot. Both teams are playing great. I, I still think this is Toronto's year to win the cup. I think if they, their fans would be so disappointed if they don't win the cup. So I think they're dominant. Fuck the Canadian teams. No, they... no, we love the Canadian No, teams. we don't. This Canadian, Canadian division this year is not disappointing whatsoever. I yeah, because all they do is play each other. That's true, but it's been really fun hockey to watch. Um, I think the Leafs. I, I I'll take. I'm taking the Leafs in this one. Again, don't know about puck line. I might take them puck line, but it again it depends on the goalies. Um, for those of you who don't know, puck line is like the spread for hockey, which is always set to one and a half. Yes, um, unless for the most do, part, unless, never... unless you do alternative lines. So basically, yeah. the rule of thumb with puck lines is it usually ends up coming down to an empty net goal, either to cover or not. So it it it's one of those I've heard the good old saying of "live by the empty net, die by the empty net." Shout out to Spit and Chicklets, but that that's their saying, and I think yeah, that's. It comes down to that. But uh, the nightcap is West Coast game, Vegas versus L.A. Vegas is probably the second best team, I think, in the league. They they can score pretty much at will. Um, L.A. hasn't been playing that great. They're just a game above 500. I'm definitely uh, taking Vegas puck line and money line on this game. Like, I don't see it being close. Uh, I see Vegas winning by at least two and a half, two or three goals. So I I would take Vegas in this. College basketball, big dance. Let's go. Uh, it's it's March March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. We favorite time of the year by far. And I I I, I would say I hate college basketball. I do not watch college basketball literally up until March. Like I I'm a state fan. I love Michigan State. I love when they're doing good. Michigan State's not doing good. I am not watching college basketball because college basketball. Let's be honest. I think the reason March Madness is so big is because anything can happen. It's more exciting. But the basketball is just rough. Like, you watch college basketball, and I hate, I'm sorry if we have any college basketball listeners. Missed free throws. Air balls on free three-pointers. Like, it's just pathetic to watch sometimes. And I'm not saying this for all teams. Like, there's some good basketball teams in the country. But as a whole, college basketball is just you're, it's literally just a barely a step above high school basketball because all the good players are in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, big dance. So I guess we just finished up on Sunday uh, the conference uh, championships. Everyone finished their games. We got the selection for the seeding now. Uh, with the AAC, we got Houston winning. Georgia Tech won the ACC, which was a bit of a surprise um Illinois won the Big Ten I mean honestly not I'll be 100% honest I thought Michigan would do more they didn't so I'm hoping they do better in the tournament uh Texas won the Big 12 ace the SEC Alabama won uh that was a good game LSU Alabama that was a good game that came down to the last last shot 
for the most part. Um, in the Pac-12, we got Oregon State winning. That was a shocker. Yeah. Um, another another upset to win the to win a bid bid stealer. Uh, Big East, we have a Georgetown, Texas which Ewing. which was a dis. They they were just a disappointment this year. They were I disappointment like. this year, but. They did. They literally handled their business in the Big East tournament. They yeah. shouldn't have won any of those games, probably. But they, Patrick Ewing got his boys fired up, and they put. They're playing their best basketball at the end of the season, which is yeah. what you got. I do. think. I think they can make something happen. Aren't they? They're a 13 seed in the tournament, 12 right? Seed. 12 seed. The good old 12-5 matchups. 12-5 matchups is where the upsets happen. So hopefully Georgetown can do something with that. Yeah. And obviously in the West Coast. Gonzaga. I mean, is anyone surprised about that? No, that it. We'll talk about this a little bit more, but the, with the Zags, you wonder are they really that good of a team, or is it just a weak conference? Because it was mostly conference kids. They don't have the best of conferences, but when you if you watch Gonzaga play, they play are one of the teams that plays good basketball. Yeah, they. So. I definitely. They are probably the best team in the country. Do I think they're going to win the tournament? We'll get to that. We'll get to that later, but well, it's a little spoiler. I don't think they're going to win. Oh. Um, and then Missouri Valley Championship, Loyal Chicago won that. They put themselves on the map, what was that, two years ago? Yeah. When they made that Cinderella Sister run? Sister Jean. Sister Jean. They made that Cinderella run, and they put themselves on the map, and... It clearly is paying off now because they're now they won their conference championship and they got a nine seed in the tournament. Yeah. So that's always and nice I think to see. They're turning themselves into a basketball school, which yeah. is always nice to see those smaller conference teams still being di- mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say dynasty programs, but for that solid programs. It's yeah, like solid. uh in the MAC you got Ohio yeah. winning this year, yeah. which was which was nice. Yeah. Um, kind, of, kind of sorry, our our boy AJ goes to Toledo, so he kind of was not too happy that Ohio beat them. But they 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 deserve to win. That was a good tournament for them. Yes. So, um, we'll talk. We'll we'll move on to the elephant in the room, uh, Michigan State basketball. I already alluded to it earlier. They they have been absolutely terrible this year. But again, just like Georgetown, kind of playing their best basketball come March, which. No surprise, Tom Izzo is their coach. Like Tom Izzo in the tournament is a dangerous man. Yes. So it's hard for me as a state fan to look at this tournament and be like, "Oh, we're gonna win it all this year." We, I mean, we barely made the tournament. We are in a play-in game and have to face UCLA. Which I'm taking Michigan State in that game. I think they should win that game. But again. They had some rough stretches here. Yes, I do think COVID had something to do with that. Like they had stretches where they're missing key players, but as a whole, they just have not looked like their normal selves, like they do usually with Tom Izzo as their coach. So I could be wrong. They could, they could, they could be a team again with Tom Izzo in the tournament, like you said. Like they could yeah. be a team to make the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. Elite Eight. Like they. I'm not gonna. Mich- put, I'm not gonna put them because of their bracket of who they would have to face in the Final Four, but who knows? That's March Madness. Uh, Michigan State, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna mess up a ton of people's brackets because they're either gonna go, they're just such a. Fi- it's like a fifty-fifty coin flip with them right yeah. now, with how they play because they've beaten Michigan, they beat Ohio, they've, they've, be- they've beaten I think three, they've beaten three of the top eight teams, five. Top five teams. Three of the top five teams. So they've proven they can beat top teams, but they've also start they've also struggled against yeah. top single teams. So again, it it depends on. I, I say it depends on matchups, but it also depends on can they get help from their bench? Because right now they're being carried by Aaron Henry and Jeremy Langford. Like it is, it is those two guys and. I just don't see two guys carrying the entire team yeah. to the championship. But I'll be happy if they do. Like I, I'll, I'm still cheering for them to do their best. Yeah. Even if it means pissing up, pissing off my brackets, messing up my brackets, losing money, I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, another thing I like to talk about: U of M. The other, that that school. The other school that I despise, but 
they got one damn good of a basketball team. Oh yeah, I I, I will say as of recently, I I think they should have dropped down to maybe a two seed. However, they they're they're still undeniably one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. Dwan Howard, first year head coach, got that team balling out for the entire season mm-hmm. and hope. I don't know. It, I I think it's gonna be. It's it's hard for me to root for Michigan or say like oh they're gonna win national championship, but I think if they play their best basketball, sky's the limit. Like yeah, I I definitely can see Michigan. I will say they probably have the easier bracket too. Exactly, exactly why I think they can make a deep run into the tournament. Mm -hmm. And I mean I think they can make the championship game. Are they gonna win it? I don't know. Um. I would I ha- I would like to see them win just because yeah I don't I don't have a I don't have a I don't have a team in a tournament the team I despise the most is the best team I think probably one of the best teams to win the tournament so I I I ended up having them picking them to go and win so. I I think I think the only way they make the championship game is if uh, Gonzaga doesn't make it out of their side of the bracket. And I don't have them making it out of that bracket. That's interesting. Okay, so we'll, we'll get into that now. We're not going to go full bracket, but we'll go quick on this. Gonzaga beating Norfolk or Appalachian State, I think that's pretty... That's pretty straightforward, I think. <laughs> I think Gonzaga is pretty pretty okay. good favorite pick for that one. Okay. For, it's safe to say we picked the one seed. Um, Oklahoma and Missouri, that's one of those 8-9 matchups I think we disagreed on. I, I have Missouri. I it it's an eight nine matchup. It's not gonna matter that much. Um, you picked Missouri. Yes, I did pick Missouri. I, I picked Oklahoma. Okay, I, it's again, it's gonna be a close game. Um, Creighton versus University of California Santa Barbara. Um, I twelve twelve fifteen ma- or twelve five matchups. You always gotta be aware of like there's always a few of them, but I, I think Creighton will handle their business and be in that game. Yeah, I I picked Creighton to take that one. That game. Um, I think by far the biggest upset I have in the bracket is the four seed Virginia Cavaliers losing to thirteen seed Ohio Bobcats. Um, I know you disagree with me on that. Uh, I I picked Virginia. I I I, I will Strict, strictly for experience reasons. Oh, I I agree wholeheartedly. Now, I'll tell you the reasons I picked Ohio. I picked Ohio because Ohio is playing their best basketball right now. Virginia, there's no guarantee that they're going to play because of COVID and having to withdraw from the ACC tournament. That being said, they could play. It, like Virginia, if they play, is by far the better team, hands down. But I'm I'm thinking I'm overthinking a little bit too much with COVID and stuff. Like, okay, there are definitely going to be games in this tournament that aren't played that the team just gets a bye through that tournament. That's going to suck for people picking brackets like or gambling if you lose a lot of money because you pick the team to go far and they get COVID or whatever. But that's the world we live in. Um, USC versus possibly Wichita State or Drake. It's going to be Wichita. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I have, I have USC winning no matter yeah, regardless. I got USC that winning that game. Um, Kansas versus Eastern Washington. Kansas. Yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> pass. Yeah. Um, Oregon VC versus VCU. This is one I kind of think is a toss-up, seven versus ten seed. But I, I ended up picking Oregon at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I went with Oregon over VCU. That's one I could see people picking VCU. Um, Iowa versus Grand Canyon. Pick the two seeds. <laughs> Move on. Um, yeah. Michigan versus. I still don't know who the possible game it's against. It's either Texas Southern or <coughs> I want to say Mount St. Mary's. Again, pick pick the one seed. Michigan. Yes. Um, LSU versus St. Bonaventure. Again, 8-9 seed. Kind of a coin toss, but I, I think LSU should win this game pretty nice. Yeah, this is... I actually took a St. Bonaventure just because LSU... I don't know. They, they made the conference championship loss to Alabama, but uh, I was looking at some stuff and listening to some stuff yesterday and the difference between the two teams is literally just a coin flip when it comes to their stats. Their I stats are the exact same and no team really has a, a advantage over the other. So again, eight, that's typical. It, it's an eight nine. Matchup. So um 
in most eight nine targets for Corey Costas. Uh, Tyler on Georgetown. I don't know about you, but people are riding the Georgetown high for this twelve five matchup. I'm not buying into it. I could see it happening, but I think Colorado is a way better team. I don't think Georgetown. Like I think Georgetown did what they did to make the tournament. Like they had to win their to get the automatic bids, but I don't see them making any noise in the third. I could be wrong. But I think that I think with that with them winning their conference, I think they're gonna win at least the first game. I think they can beat Colorado, but that's okay. about it. Yeah, they're not they're not a full blown Cinderella. <laughs> Um, Florida State versus UNC Greenboro. No, no debate here. Florida State. Um, number six BYU versus I have number eleven uh, MSU beating UCLA for the play-in game. I have MS. I have MSU winning that game. I think. Oh, MS- yeah. I think MSU is going to win at least one game in the actual tournament. They're going to win the play-in. They're going to. They're going to beat BYU. That being said. That's partially because I don't want Michigan State to just be an utter disappointment this year. I think Michigan State can definitely beat BYU just because it's MSU, it's um, Tom Izzo in yeah. the tournament. So, I, uh, I mean, I, I think that's just an upset just waiting to happen. Now, the, so because Michigan State is my team and Tom Izzo is one of the greatest coaches of all time, I think Michigan State has a history of playing well when they're underrated. I don't know if 11 seed is necessarily underrated given how they played this year. We Like we said earlier, they've beaten three of the top five teams in the country. So they've proven they can beat the big teams. But I'm not going to – I have to rein in my fandom a little bit and not be like, oh, hey, we're, we're winning the natty this year because I got to be a little more realistic. I don't see them getting past the first weekend. But – I'll be happy if they do get further than that. That's just where I would would realistically see them advance. Um, Texas versus Albion Christian, Texas. That's a pretty pretty straightforward pick. UConn versus Maryland. I think it's going to be close. Again, this is a toss-up pick for me, but I got UConn winning. Um, Yeah, I picked UConn over Maryland. I mean... Big Big Ten is tough this year. So I will give it to Maryland that they are a tough team, but I don't see it being as big as uh, what do you call it? I don't see it being a blowout either way. I should say. Um, and then obviously Alabama versus Iowa. Take Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, Alabama all the way. Um, Baylor versus Hartford. Take the one seed. Um. UNC versus Wisconsin. This is probably, I think, for as far as a basketball standpoint, like two good teams. This is going to be probably one of the best games of the first round. Um, I have UNC winning. Um, it's, again, a coin toss. I could see Wisconsin winning, but I got UNC, UNC winning. Um, another 12-5 matchup. Uh, this is the 12-5 matchup that I'm riding right now, and again, for similar reasons as for Virginia, I think Winthrop is going to win. Maybe not win if they play the game. Like I don't think they're the better team, but this is another game because Villanova did pull out of the tournament, or the Big East tournament because of COVID, that possibly might not be played. So, yeah. again, I might change that before Friday, but right now Winthrop is one of the 12 teams yeah. I have winning. Yeah, I, I just went with Villanova just because, assuming I'm a, just going to hope that they oh, end up they, playing. If they, if they play, they're, Villanova's they're, they're destroying. Yeah. There, there's no chance in that. Um, so, again, that that's a pick that might be taken to the wire. I might switch it right before my brackets lock if I find out anything different that they are for sure playing. Um, Purdue versus North Texas. I got Purdue. Yep, um, Texas Tech versus Utah State. Texas, Texas Tech. Tech, yeah. Arkansas versus Colgate, Arkansas. Yep. Um, this is one I think upset that both of you and I picked. Uh, Florida versus Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech's the better team. Like I know they have a ten seed. I I just think Virginia Tech's beating them. Yeah. Like. Like. Call yeah. me crazy, but <laughs> that's an upset that I, I think. I mean, it doesn't help that Florida hasn't been playing their best lately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Virginia Tech necessarily hasn't either, but Virginia Tech I think has been playing better. Um, Ohio State beating Oral Roberts, enough said. Uh, Illinois Pretty beating Drexel. Um, Georgia Tech versus Loyola Chicago. 
This is another 8-9 matchup that I think is, again, a coin toss, which, like, they all are. Um, but I got Georgia Tech, I think, winning that game. Yeah, I, I picked Georgia Tech over the Loyola Chicago. Um, Tennessee versus Oregon State. This is uh, this is a trap matchup, I feel like, because this is one of those where it's, like, the red sign – or the signs are all saying Tennessee should smoke Oregon State. Like, Oregon State did what they did had to do to get into the tournament. They even beat Oregon. That being said, though, I, I I don't see Oregon State even hanging around this game. That being said, that would be a huge upset if Oregon State wins. But I got Tennessee winning this game. Uh, I picked Tennessee too. I mean, it's yeah. It's I I think I'm not saying you're I'm not saying you're crazy, but I'm just saying like both teams Tennessee should win. Oklahoma State versus Liberty. This was an upset I've played around with. Liberty's been playing good basketball, but I, I went with Oklahoma State. They got probably the second best player in basketball this year, Cade Cunningham. Um, they should win. I picked Liberty. Interesting. Go and, go and pay uh, Aaron a little homage. Aaron's uh, alma. Well, I got other friends that go there too, but yeah, well, Aaron, yeah, we, Aaron, one of our Aaron, friends Aaron's goes our there. Mutual so. friend. Um, I, I'm not I'm not upset with that because that is one I've played around with. Um, Liberty's always a nice team to see them do well in a tournament yeah for sure um number six versus san diego state versus number 11 syracuse this is an upset that i got i got syracuse as my like i guess half cinderella like i got them making it far kind of far in the tournament to the second weekend so i got syracuse in that matchup yeah i i just went with san diego state i just think they're uh, like i i mean it was a tough pick for me because I know Syracuse is a good basketball team, mm-hmm. um, but I just I just don't see them winning that game. Uh, it, for me, all these matchups where you got an underdog that's a major school like Syracuse, and they're the underdog or like the lower ranked team, it's hard because it's just like, oh, are they that low of a rank because they play in a tough conference? Like San Diego State won their conference, or at least did well in their conference. Syracuse didn't, but they play in a tougher conference. So, like, it's always hard to match these two teams. So, that's why I went with Syracuse, but, again, um, it's going to be a good game. Uh, West Virginia, number three, versus Moorhead, 14, West Virginia. Um, yeah, West Virginia currently with that one. Uh, Rutgers versus Clemson, 7-10 matchup. Um, I actually got Rutgers pulling this upset. I think I'm just high on the Big Ten this year, so I kind of had to give them an extra one. Because I didn't give them that Maryland one yeah, earlier. I got enough Big Ten teams winning. I went with the Clemson. I think Clemson's just a better team than Rutgers. Who knows? I could be wrong. Yeah. And then to round out the round of 64, uh, Houston beating Cleveland. Yeah. I think that one's just a given right there at that. Um, so if, you, if you're looking to take a break between the round of 64 and the round of 32, I would say for gambling advice, um, I would say a nice bet for a parlay would be to bet – for sure, all the one and two seeds to win, like we've said, the picks. Because you're going to get decent at... You're going to have be laying more money and risking more money than you're going to win if you just do the one and two seeds. So that's why I did the all the one, two, and three seeds winning their games. And I think I laid one unit on that. And I'm making... I'm at plus like 250 odds. So I'm I'm basically doubling my money if I win that. If not, I'm only I'm only losing the unit. So it's not a bad bet because it should win. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but it, I think it's a good investment. Um, but another bet I have. So for the first round, I kind of went with an insane parlay. But I think it's, I think I think it's interesting parlay because I kind of went with what my upsets were for the tournament because I want my picks to be reflect well on my gambling. I kind of put them hand in hand. Um, for the so for the Rutgers Clemson game, I have the under, uh, one hundred and twenty five and a half points. Um, for North Carolina and Wisconsin, I have North Carolina covering the one and a half spread. For Utah State and Texas Tech, I have the under. Um, it was 
For Illinois, I have Illinois covering the 22.5 points. Um, I laid a unit on all of these. Um, I actually, so for my bracket, I picked Oregon. But like I said, I alluded to BCU winning. I did pick and place a bet on BCU to win this game. Now for my insane 11 leg, or my insane 12 leg parlay, um, I got Syracuse winning against San Diego State, Oklahoma State winning against Liberty, Tennessee against Oregon State, Georgia Tech against Loyola Chicago, Virginia Tech against Florida, Arkansas against Colgate, Texas Tech against Utah State, Winthrop against Illinois, that's going to be a big upset, um, Creighton versus uh, UC Santa Barbara, Ohio versus Virginia, Missouri against Oklahoma, and then Michigan State winning their playing game against UCLA. And I only placed a half a unit on that, and it is at plus uh, 168,597 odds. So, I'm looking, that was my insane upset parlay, so if my upsets return hit, that's, off of one unit, that's a thousand, that's a $1,000 off a dollar bet for that bet. So... Again, long shot, but you got to have one. Um, I placed a bet on Syracuse to beat San Diego State. I placed a bet on Georgia Tech to beat against. So basically all those bets for the parlay, I I basically bet them straight bets that I thought for the underdogs at least. I didn't bet too much of the favorites because I don't want to lay that much money. I bet the underdogs that I truly believe have a chance of winning. So, moving on to the round of 32, I think, for the most part, we're going to be pretty similar, similar I, here. I, I don't think. have any... I, I think the reason Cinderella team... I think there's only ever a couple of Cinderella teams yeah. that make it past the first weekend. Like, I think the Cinderella, the bracket busters, they call them or whatever, usually are within the first week and they win maybe one or two games. They don't yeah. usually go deep, obviously. Yeah, so with that being said, the first matchup with Gonzaga-Oklahoma, you have that matchup, don't you? I have Gonzaga-Missouri, but yeah. I, I have Gonzaga winning. Yeah, I got Gonzaga winning that game. I, I, I mean, if you can pick a, if you can get, at least get most of the teams to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing good yeah. for your bracket because you're making more points, yeah. Uh, I do have Creighton-Virginia. Uh, I have So that's, I have Creighton versus Ohio, but I have Creighton winning. I have Creighton winning that game too. Ohio, Ohio is my bracket buster for the first round. I don't have them going deep. Right yeah, I, I got them losing, but I also do have Creighton make it to the Sweet Sixteen. One of I, I will say one of my brackets I do have Ohio going deep. <laughs> that is not my main bracket. <laughs> and what do you what do you got with Kansas? Kansas, Kansas versus USC. USC. That's a matchup that I'm intrigued about. I did pick Kansas, but if it is Kansas USC, I could see USC pulling that upset. I'm not saying they will, but I I. It's it's gonna be a good game. I picked Kansas, and once we get further in, we'll we'll see what my bracket looks like with Kansas. Yeah. Um, I got Oregon, Ohio. <laughs> I got Oregon, Iowa. Yeah. So and that's a matchup. No matter whether I stick with Oregon or uh, what was it, Oregon or VCU, I, I got Iowa winning that matchup. Yeah. Iowa, I do think, deserve their two seed. Mm-hmm. There, they have the best player in the country. Um, they play great defense, so I, I have Iowa winning that matchup yeah. regardless. I got Iowa with that one. And then in the East with Michigan and... Uh, you pick, I picked LSU. Um, you have St. Bonaventure, though, right? Yeah, St. Bonaventure and Michigan. I mean, Michigan. I Michigan, <laughs> obviously, yeah. I think. Um, this, this one, the next one... This one got personal... <laughs> The next one with uh, Georgetown and Florida State. I don't. What do you? You have Florida State. Oh, because so I have because I had Georgia winning that first first you, game. Okay, so I have Florida State making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I, I, think, I did pick Florida State over Georgetown. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. and then what is it? MSU, USLE, UCLA, and then Texas. I yeah, that's the matchup I have. I have Texas winning. Yeah, that I got so. Texas winning I, that game. Again. I, I will say the only team that is allowed to ever 
upset my bracket would be Michigan State. Hmm. Like that's the team that's like, hey, if if you're if you feel like winning the tournament this year and destroying my bracket bracket and losing me money, go ahead because you're my team and that's why I root for you. Yep. And we got Baylor, North Carolina. Um, I. You have that matchup. You skipped one. Did I? Sk- oh, I'm uh, sorry. You, I got. I forgot about Alabama, UConn, but Alabama, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Alabama. We had to go back, but Alabama. Alabama, and then now Baylor, North Carolina. I have Baylor winning this game. Yes. Um, um that I, I could see that being kind of a tricky game for Baylor, but Baylor has been playing so good. Baylor should win yeah. this game. Um. This is one, so next one, Purdue versus, I I have Winthrop. Again, have, doesn't matter because I have Purdue winning that game. Here's the thing, Spada. I have Purdue and Villanova. I have Villanova winning that game over That's Purdue. Fair. As long as Villanova stays healthy, I think they're definitely going to be making a run. I, I will say, yeah, I will say that is one thing that hindered me from picking like Villanova or Virginia to make deep runs. Any team that has had COVID chances are they might get it again or yeah. they might have like issues oh, with it again. La- long lasting to where hey they either are out this week or if not they're going to have it again the next week or so, vice versa so i didn't pick i'm not picking villanova to win the championship cuz like that yeah. makes no sense even from covid aside but even yeah. with that like it just makes no sense to have them going long far so you have nova winning um, yeah. purdue um next one uh texas tech and arkansas Yep, that's what I got. Um, I got Texas Tech winning that matchup. I, I do too. <laughs> I I think, and this again, this may be based off of twenty nineteen tournament for them making the final four, but Texas Tech with their coach, they proved that they can play great defense, and that defense does win championships because yeah. they they made it to the finals against only in college Virginia. though. Yes, <laughs> um, James Harden's defense. Um, so Virginia, so I have. I think we both have Virginia Tech against Ohio State, Yeah, correct? Virginia Tech, but, you know, picking Ohio State to win that game. Yes, obviously. Um, Illinois versus Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, I, Illinois winning. Illinois. I got Illinois in that game. Tennessee versus Oklahoma State. I have Oklahoma State winning that game. See, that's the thing, though, the thing, too, is I have Tennessee Liberty, and I got Tennessee winning that game. Okay. Uh, that So, for that, for a, that matchup, a, that makes sense. It, yeah. Okay. Um... Wait, did you have San Diego State, West Virginia? So I have Syracuse, West Virginia. Oh, yeah, because you picked because they Syracuse. Syracuse is my Cinderella team. And it's kind of weird because Syracuse had about the same season as Michigan State. So it's kind of weird. And I'm kind of like backtracking on my thoughts now of changing my bracket. It's kind of weird that Michigan, like we, Michigan State, like we said, has beaten the top teams in the tournament. This year, like three of the top five teams in the tournament. Yeah, I have Syracuse, who hasn't done that, going further than Michigan yeah. State. I can okay. understand. Okay, so yeah, so Syracuse is, I have Syracuse being West Virginia, but you have West Virginia, right? Yeah, I got West Virginia going on. Okay, Um, I had Rutgers versus Houston. I think you have Clemson. I have Houston winning. Yeah, I have Houston game. winning that game too. Okay, so on to the Sweet 16. This is where it gets interesting. So, I have Gonzaga beating Creighton. I have Gonzaga beating Creighton, too. Okay. I have Iowa beating Kansas, 2-3. I picked Kansas over Iowa. Interesting. Okay. I can see that. Um, This is where it gets interesting. Michigan versus Florida State. I have Florida State winning. I have Michigan winning. And the reason why is because, again, Michigan... Michigan has choked in bigger games this year, I will say. They've, they've won some big games, but they haven't been completely consistent, and I think Florida State will be the first true test that they face in the second week of the Sweet 16, and I think Florida State gets the better of them. Um, yeah, we'll see. We shall see indeed. Um, Texas and Alabama. This is going to be an interesting matchup, but I think Alabama should win. Yeah, I have picked Alabama to get that game. Um Baylor versus Purdue, I have. You have Villanova, I think, right? Or yeah, I got Villanova. I got Villanova, Baylor, but I have Baylor winning. Okay, I game. have Baylor as well. Um, Texas Tech versus Oklahoma or Ohio, Ohio State. State. 
I have Texas Tech pulling the upset here. I don't know. I I picked Ohio. I just went with Ohio State in this one. I think Ohio State can go and get the job done. Okay. And beat Texas Tech. I uh, Illinois versus Ohio- Oklahoma State. Fuck those state teams. I keep messing those up. Um, I have Illinois beating Oklahoma State. That's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I got Illinois beating Tennessee. So. I mean. Okay. So I I have Houston beating Syracuse. The road ends for Syracuse, my Cinderella team. I don't have any big Cinderella teams making yeah. the Elite Eight. Yeah, I had West Virginia and Houston, but I have Houston winning that game okay. anyways. So So that brings us to our Elite Eight. Um, for Elite Eight up matchup, I have Gonzaga versus Iowa. And I have Gonzaga winning. And then for... I got Gonzaga at Kansas, but I have Kansas winning. Interesting. Do you think Kansas is that good of a team? I think Kansas is going to beat Gonzaga. I don't think Gonzaga. I, I don't. I, I agree. I think Gonzaga is good, but all it takes is one bad game for Gonzaga oh, against sure. a good team like Kansas. Oh, Kansas is because Kansas beat Baylor this year. I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, Kansas is definitely. I think I, that's. I got Kansas <laughs> upsetting Gonzaga. I think that's fair. Um. So, then for the East, I have Florida State versus Alabama. This is one I've played around with quite a bit. Um, I have Alabama winning this matchup, but I could I could see it going either way. Who you, who's it get, who you, you have playing Alabama? Florida State. See, I have Michigan Alabama, and I have Michigan winning. Okay, I I think Michigan if they face Bama, I think Bama's a better team than Michigan by far. I think Michigan can get the job done though. That's the thing. I think Michigan when it comes when it comes down they, to I it, I think they proved the, against Illinois that they can. So. I think when we it can comes debate that a lot, and they lost to Michigan State. Michigan State, my boys. Can they also beat Ohio State? And what was the other team they beat? They beat Michigan, Ohio State, and I another just don't, team. I just don't. I think Michigan's spotty. That's why I don't see them going far. I think. I don't think. Put it this way, I don't think they deserve the one seed. I think they should have got bumped to the two seed. Probably not, but I think they. I think they because they get an easy. This is they get an easy couple first games, oh, right? First games, they they can last their players all, their first games. All they yeah, and then once they get to those other teams, they'll be. I think they will get. Go but I think Alabama. I think Alabama has an easy trip to that. I think Florida State has. <laughs> yeah, but I think Michigan's a better okay. team. I, I'm a Michigan hater, so <laughs> that's tells you all you need to know. Um, I would okay. I, put it this way, I would not be shocked if Michigan makes. I would be kind of sick to my stomach if they do because I don't want to see Michigan Michigan win. But you think I want to see Michigan win? No. I'm just I'm just going with what the fucking facts looks like with them. I think Michigan, when it okay. comes down to it, they 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 play as a, a complete team. Okay, that's fair. Um, Baylor versus Texas Tech. This is actually something I recently thought. I actually have Texas Tech going back to the Final Four, and that is difficult. But like I said. They've proven that they play great defense at Texas Tech, and I think that's going to win them that game. Is Houston going to be the only Final Four team we have in common? Because I got Baylor winning against Ohio State. I think uh, I don't think Baylor's losing, at okay. least for that's now. Fair. I, I, the reason I picked Baylor to lose that game is because I don't think Baylor, even though they've beaten Texas Tech in the season, I think Texas Tech gets the revenge now. But Baylor playing Oklahoma State tight was also signs that they can be beaten in that yeah, game. So I can get that. Um, Illinois versus Houston. I have Illinois making the Final Four. I have the way they beat Michigan and the way they've beaten up on the Big Ten. I I think that's literally that's enough said in itself. They literally won the championship in the toughest conference in the in the country this year. I I just think that has to be said. So. That brings our final fours to I have Gonzaga versus Bama. I got Kansas versus Michigan. And I have Gonzaga making it to the championship game. And I got Michigan making it to the championship game. Okay. And then Texas Tech versus Illinois. I I think this is going to be a year that we see two one seeds in the championship game. Mm-hmm. I know that's a little far-fetched, but these two teams right now are playing their best basketball at the end of the season. They 
So, okay. I have Gonzaga winning the tournament in this bracket. Not saying this is my only bracket. I only yes. make it one bracket. This is my bracket. This is my bracket that I'm entering in the paper. This is the bracket I'm confident in that I think is my best bracket. I know how hard it is to win and go have a perfect season. And some people are saying the stars are aligned. The last time Duke, University of Kentucky and Duke were in the tournament, Indiana went undefeated and won every single game that year and won the tournament. Not saying that means anything, but hey. But I understand that Gonzaga, it is definitely difficult to win it all. But like I said, watching them play basketball, they're undeniably the best team in the country. I'm not saying they can't hit a wall. I can't say they hit a wall. But, but I'm saying if they – because, okay, so the mentality for March Madness, as most people know, is, okay, hey, you just got to survive in advance. And if Gonzaga literally goes through the bracket that they have to go through – starting in the lead eight or in the sweet 16. If they can go through that tournament, they will probably be the the best champion in a long, in a long time, at least in the past decade. Like to go perfect undefeated season and face that tough of competition to make it that far and win the tournament, that would be incredible. However, I could see Illinois winning it too. So that's why I have I even got that's the thing is I don't even got Illinois in the fucking final four. I got Baylor and Houston. I got Houston and Michigan in the final and I got Michigan winning. Okay, so for that matchup, I could definitely see Michigan winning. I just don't think Houston's that good. I don't think Houston's making it that far. I think Houston is going to make it there. I think Houston's going to make another run for it. Since when? I don't know. It's been a long time. Like I said, Spade, you think you think harder than I do. But I also trust what experts say. <laughs> That's the difference. So, okay. So, now that we've done our entire bracket... And we're about to wrap up. I'll leave you with some futures that I have for the thing. And the futures may not match up with my picks for this bracket particularly. But these are the picks that I think have the best odds. And personally, I think most likely to happen. Um, I, I put a unit on Alabama winning the championship at plus 2,000. I don't think that's that far-fetched to see Alabama winning the championship. They have, a dot, they have pretty great defense. Um, so I think, and they got good offensive weapons. They're good at free throws. So I, I think Alabama could win the championship, which would be sick because, um, for the first time since Florida did it in 06, I think, um, a school would have the national championship for football and basketball, which would be pretty sweet to see. As much as I don't like Bama, like, pretty cool, um. I have Florida State. I have a bet on Florida State winning the championship. I could see Florida State winning the championship at plus three thousand. Um, to make the final four, I have Ohio State to make the final four only plus four hundred, but that's something again I could see happening. Um, again, I'm riding the Big Ten teams. I have Illinois to make or Illinois to win the championship at plus seven hundred. Again, Illinois is playing their best basketball come March, and they kind of tore through the Big Ten tournament. So I. I have Illinois winning the championship in one bet. Um, this was kind of a long shot bet. No pun intended. But I have Texas Longhorns at plus 3,300 to win the championship. Not saying I'm 100% in approval of that bet, or you should back that bet, but like good odds and could see it happening. Um, winning the East region, these are kind of in synonymous with my thing, I have Florida State winning at plus 900. Um, to reach the Elite Eight, I have Texas Tech at plus 400. Um, ooh, this was a good uh, prop bet. Um, how many buzzer beaters? Minus 180. Uh, the over-under was one and a half. And it was literally for the entire tournament. Any basket that is scored with 2.0 seconds left in regulation or OT will be considered about to be. I think there, there's a, there's got to be leaks in. Like, you got to think with as many games yeah. as played, there's got So I think that's a good bet. Um, so number of round, number of 12 seeds to advance. Um, Over-under was one and a half. I, at plus 200 odds, I, I think that's a good bet um, to take the over. Like, not saying like there's gonna be four of them that wins, but like there's at least t- 
two or three 12 seeds that I can say, hey, these teams match up great against these five seeds. They could pull this upset. So that that's a good one I have there. Um, and that's pretty much it for my future bets for the thing as of right now. All right. That I could bet. Um, it's been a great first episode. I had yeah. a few hiccups here and there, but we're doing Still okay. working on things, getting um, everything laid out. We're in the process of working on content um, for our listeners and for our fans. Um, probably start a YouTube channel soon, so look out for that. Um, we'll have an Instagram page, so you can follow us on that. Probably get Twitter and some other social media. Maybe we could do that TikTok thing, Spada. Dude, we, we would kill it on TikTok. I would. got so many ideas. Um, but no, so we appreciate anybody that listens to us. Um, two idiots talk around for a while. We appreciate you uh, joining us. Um, to talk about sports, um, but yeah, we we're just having fun. So we hope you guys have fun listening to us, and hope you guys take care. Thanks for uh, watch. Uh, watch. I said watch. Listen. Thank you you guys have a nice. You guys have a nice evening, night, morning.